everyone, and welcome to The Right Perspective. Today, we're going to recap and review two comedy films, Hocus Pocus from 1993 and Hocus Pocus 2, which just came out a few weeks ago, starring Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy. Hocus Pocus made $45.4 million on a budget of $28 million and wow. continues to be a cult favorite. Awesome. And Hocus Pocus 2 set a new record on Disney Plus in its first three days. It's the number one film premiere on the streaming platform to date. Wow. For some, this cast and these numbers would be enough to consider these movies classics. But today, we will determine whether they are classics from the right perspective. We'll do a recap, discuss the movies, and then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol picked especially for this discussion. But we got to start with intros. Kick us off, bro. I am Aubrey Wright. I'm the oldest. I'm Janiah Wright. I'm the middle. I am Brittany Wright, and I am the youngest. And y'all, it's just dawning on me now that we did not decide whether we were going to vote on these together as a franchise or vote on them separately. Together. We I, have to. I think together too. It's the right perspective way. We have to. We can't get away from it. Bro, are you in alignment with that? <laughs> yep. I'm all good. All right. We have reached you're, consensus. You know, well, you're blowing my mind with the fact that it, you said it was number one on Disney right now. Disney Plus. On Disney Plus, like that is crazy seeing that you have all of the Marvel movies. All the Star like, Wars. Yes. All the Star Wars. Like, well, for a premiere. For a premiere. Yeah, it's not, it wasn't like of all time in terms of total views. But it's, it but was for the still first significant, three days. That's still, still, yeah, it's still very significant. significant. Like, wow. Because, you know, you knew when all those other movies were coming on Disney Plus as well, like when they were dropping. So, yeah, and I hear think that, they have, like, that is so amazing. That's, that's crazy to me. It's such a good point, sis, because Marvel movies, I mean, their marketing is like ridiculous. You it know? Because they market for other movies at the end of other movies. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you start seeing stuff from other movies that are going to happen, and you're like, well, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> this yeah. is Black Panther, but I feel like this is like yeah, another movie. It's also Captain America. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? What's happening right now? I'm good. I don't know. I just, those are movies, all those movies, I choose to go into them with ignorance and be like, mm, I'm just experiencing this because I don't know any connections. I love it. <laughs> yeah, now I I would like to be a true Marvel fan though. Because when I do watch the movies I enjoy, I know this is a tangent. Anyway, we got to get back on I like tangents. Back. But I would love- Our to listeners really... <laughs> like our tangents. <laughs> I would love to really be a Marvel fan. I thought you watched them all. I have watched a lot of them. You know, but I mean, I, I thought you were going back to the beginning. You know, I did oh, no. have that intention and I did and articulate then, okay. that intention. Yeah. And then I didn't do it at all. Okay, I got it. Zero percent <laughs> actual those, execution on that plan. Especially when these movies don't be going in order. It's like the, you'll watch the internet. And it's like two movies later. No, listen, it's people, the prequel to that movie. No, I, I, Marvel I would, super I'm, fans on the internet tell you what the order is. You should watch them. Like there, and there's different theories I, about watch them in this order. Watch them. Yeah, that I, 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 just watch them in the watch them in the date release. To me, I like because that's how they came out. Like if you yeah. were, if you were watching them, it would be in the order that they came out. Yeah. Now, what do you feel about the people who watch the movies and think they're an expert, but they didn't read the comic books? Mm. Well, if you're saying you're an expert on the movies, then you're... Okay. Because you know, that's I, honestly part yeah, of what I, got I in my way. Too. Part yeah. of what got in my way was like, you know what? I probably have to go before the movies. 
you know, to to understand. Oh no, that would be impossible. <laughs> and it did turn you out to be impossible. It, it would be say. impossible. <laughs> Let me there, go like, back to it, it's uh, just, the very first. I'm talking about like <laughs> there are so many. There are so many just. It's decades. And of decades. comics of just, you know, and, and just comics that break off into other co- like. It was overwhelming when I was a kid. I was like, yes. Yo, I'm th- th- behind. Because the other side of it is you could have one character that's three separate people and three separate universes. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> which one is the universe I'm currently living in? Because <laughs> that's the one I can handle. Um, I don't want any other other universes. No, thank you. I'm very confused. <laughs> and you know, and I think because because actually, what made me start to think about mm, I need to go back to the comics was was like my very high level knowledge about some of the characters and the fact that sometimes, depending on the movie, they can look very different. You know, like the visually, they can be represented so differently from movie to movie, and um. And so I was like, I, I wish I knew what their original costumes look like. You know, so that's how that's what kind of took me down the spiral of making it too large yeah. a project for anyone to ever take on. Listen, <laughs> listen. I, I mean, I, yeah, because because if you watch all the <laughs> if you watch all the movies, and um, and I would throw Blade in there too. It's not mm-hmm. part, but there would be no Marvel universe without Blade. So yeah, I read um, that. Oh yes. Blade does not get it. Did we ever do Blade? We did Blade. We haven't done Blade yet. Oh, that needs to be on the list. But you know, yeah, I don't know if Jaya can handle, can you handle that imagery? I feel as though I know what it is. I know what's coming and can mentally prepare. Empires and such. Yeah. And, and, and Blade. I know there's but, blood showers. I'm aware of those. But the but the thing about uh, it is, is <laughs> you've just been watching um, what they do in the shadows. That's the only reason why you know. About- <laughs> I still know. You know it doesn't reason. matter where I got the data. I still know. You <laughs> wrote it down. You wrote it down. Listen. No, but 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 I'm saying the vampires in Blade Ash. So that's better. Like when you uh, kill them, they turn to ash. Oh, uh, okay. So I think I haven't now, seen that now, Blade. In so but anyway, I'm just saying. Are they are they sparkly like the ones from Twilight? That they glow like and weigh, skin and weigh a million pounds. Glittery. You know, sometimes <laughs> you say things that just are they suck glittery? out all my energy. <laughs> she's read all the Twilight books. You guys. I have. I have. So she's in it. She's yep. in it to win it with Twilight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got all those. Beats. And to sister, your point about costumes, it was so funny. I I'm was so tired now. I want to go take a nap. Don't be tired. <laughs> you're, you're jazzed up now. You're jazzed um, I I was looking up Harley Quinn, and mm-hmm. I was looking up Harley Quinn. It was so funny. I was like, I had to text um a friend that I know that is like Marvel, all of it, Marvel DC. He knows everything from beginning to end, and so to answer that note, I don't want to go back into the past. I like listening to people who know all this stuff. Because they get so excited when they're talking about it. And it makes me excited too. <laughs> and you can ask questions and they're like, oh no, well, no, that doesn't do like that. Da-da-da-da. And it's like, yes, I love this. So it makes me not want to go back because I like experiencing it 
through someone who has been experiencing it for years. Love that. But to the point of the costumes, like the original Harley Quinn, she like looked like uh, the Joker kind of, I guess. Like she had like this one side was black, one side was red. She had on like a um, what is it called? Those hats of the like a like court a court jester. jester. Yes. Yeah. I was like, how did she get to this red and blue short uh net fish net stocking with the boot? I said, what? Um, <laughs> I was like, how did yeah. this evolution happen? But I just thought that that was so crazy. I was like, yeah, you really wanted to reinvent Harley Quinn. Yeah. But well, also- to, to, to me, to my understanding, the it, in the lore, it was her trying to separate herself from the Joker image when she was trying to be because the Joker made Harley Quinn basically and and so when she was trying to be her own person and be outside because you know the Joker is the ultimate sociopath so he that's right I mean was really horrible to her and so that's what I understand. Okay. Which shout out to uh, Joaquin. I, we are so. I don't far know if you ever. ever <laughs> well, we can I so say far. one Joaquin more thing? Phoenix and pleasure, honey. Y'all made the Joker. Woo, child, they did an amazing job. Yeah, when I saw that, that was another one that was like, woo, what, what, he, what you doing, Joker? I mean, that was dark. Yeah, he but, was. He was. He was. He was definitely amazing in that. Yeah, definitely yeah, it was so dark and deep. Oh, and I want to um, say this. The reason why I've learned from my friend that knows all this stuff, sometimes some of these characters do look vastly different because of the um, production companies exactly. that start owning different rights. So like for a long time, I guess like Sony was owning some stuff. And so it's like, I can't use this, that, you know, pink and yellow. I need to now use it and make it and find a reason why you're in red and blue. Like, you know, yes. like it has to be this thing because of these different production companies owning it, which I was like, that's deep even in and of itself, how you have to reinvent these people because of just the law, <laughs> legal th- legal terms. And yes. Stuff like that. Okay, and y'all, sorry. I have one more thing to share, which is that I have now started watching She-Hulk. Have y'all heard of that show? Yes. Okay, so She-Hulk is in this whole universe, you know? It's like her cousin is the Hulk, you know? The Abomination is in the show, okay? And they refer to the Avengers all the time, okay? And so she's in that little world. And so, it, it, you know, it's one of these things where they do such a good job of holding the complexities of the Marvel universe, no matter where you're dipping your toe in, okay? It's like when I'm watching the show, which has only had one season, when I'm watching the show, it's clear that there are nuggets in there and Easter eggs and references that I am not getting because they're talking about the larger Mar- Marvel universe, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's- I, it's, I think it's worth the ride. It's an interesting I think it's show. worth the ride. Yeah. I think it's worth the ride to, to start at the beginning and watch all the movies. I think you would enjoy. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. I I should actually do it this time. (laughs) Okay. And back to the topic of the day. (laughs) So we have just decided that we are going to vote on Hocus Pocus. Well, not just, obviously, Mm -hmm. before a series of tangents. But we decided (laughs) that we are going to vote on Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2 together. And so this franchise will need to be 
um, you know, voted on at the end of this episode. So we will determine whether it is a classic from the right perspective. And we need to pick the voting symbol that we will use for that vote. I have one recommendation for us. All right, we're ready. And, um, you know, it is, I, I feel already in advance, very excited because I feel as though we're going to be in alignment on this because I think it's also a symbol <laughs> that the two of you would have selected. Hmm. So every once in a while, I just know in advance that we're going to be in alignment. Okay. This is one of those moments hmm. because the voting symbol I would like to recommend is the magic book. Whoa. Just like oh, you were thinking, probably. That's so, a good one. Yeah. Over the course of the two movies, there is a magic book that changes hands many times. And we start to realize, and especially by the second movie, we start to realize that the magic itself is not necessarily evil, but it could be used for evil in the hands of evil. Okay. And that's really a good symbol for the movie series because as evil as the Sanderson sisters are, like they worship the devil, the devil is their master, right? <laughs> as evil as they are, we come to understand that everything about them really is driven by survival, you know? And so, and that's something we can all relate to. And even the Sanderson sisters, at the end of the day, they choose love and each other over power. And so love and kindness always win in the end. And I think that magic book is a perfect example of how any tool in the hands of love can be a tool for good. Oh, well, listen. That's my recommendation. All right, well, let's do it. Hats off. Yeah, Hats do it. off. Hats off, because I was going to just it. say a black cat in a vacuum. Pretty, I love this level of thought. I love it. <laughs> and a black candle. I, you know, that's what I thought, the black candle. But you know, the book was definitely, the book was, was central to- It's perfect. I yeah. could have rolled with the candle, sis. Maybe the candle. But how dare you say cat? Okay. Listen. That black cat is in both movies. It's not even the same cat. Um, but it's black and it's a cat. <laughs> it's not it, it's they. Because it's a different cat. They are black. And they are cats. They're different. He is a cat. <laughs> All right, so we'll to the recap. <laughs> okay. so, this, so this franchise must receive three magic books at the end of this podcast in order to risk to be considered a classic from the right perspective. All right. So let's get into the One recap. We're going to get so good at editing. Like at the end, when we vote, you'll be able to, it'll be able to pop up a little book. <laughs> like with a green check mark. Yeah. Or, or like the red circle with the, the <laughs> oh man, bro. So good. And bro, you know, I know how to do that. And we, you know, and every once in a while we put little icons in, but we just, I, you know, do we want to commit to that, to having a little image at the end of our video? Listen, I thought that's what was supposed to be happening from the beginning. But uh, when I was watching some of our stuff and I was like, oh, I guess she's not doing it. That's why I would, that's why I would I know always, we always talked about it. No, that's why I would always be putting it. It'd be everything. cool. It'd be, you know, it would pop, pop up by, uh, you know, in the so, little. So while we're block, doing the recap, at as the soon end. As we vote, it, like if I say it gets the book it would be like the book with a little ching green <laughs> 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 and 
Listen, also, we need to record the... that sound. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah. Or, well, you know, from this episode forward, you, or, season or the, three, there needs to be a different sound for the red with the <laughs> like an eh. Yeah, yeah, like an eh. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. a red X. Like, listen, y'all better it? come back for season four. That's when we're going to start doing that. Because, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Yeah, do that. Don't even hate on my Adobe Premiere skill set. Okay, because what, what, I will add these pictures to the end of this. What, what, and it's going to shock your mind to Channel 9, Brittany. <laughs> well, thing I know, if she puts it on the checklist, it'll get done. I do know that. Man, look, I already now have envisioned it because, bro, you described it. You used such great illustrative language, okay, <laughs> to give us a sense. You gave us such a great visual of what we need to accomplish. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. Then if you could make them, if we all picked it and you could like have it in each corner, but then if we all say yes, it's oh, see, see now, Brittany, see, see, see. Can we and get to the one level first? I can, I can to the one level first. Listen, I'm always, was, I can't help it. I'm always forward moving. Now she wants us to be in the Marvel studio <laughs> I can't help doing it. the right part. Exactly. Which, well, that's clearly oh the next God. step. I can't wait. Lionsgate is. They're calling me right now. Oh, tell oh, we are so so well, today. Well, we're, we're not gonna quit. This is it. This we're is gonna it. we're gonna definitely do what all, we're gonna do it as Aubrey said for for now, and then at a later phase, Britt will add animation yeah, in terms of like thousand dollar computers. <laughs> and when and when and when this when this podcast is such a source of income that we've got other jobs and things to do. Okay. <laughs> When we could pay somebody else to do that editing. That's right. Fine. No, now you're talking. Now you're talking. All right. So let's get into the recap. You know, because our content is old, we generally do, it's generally old. We generally do, we always do a recap, um, just kind of talking through the main points in the movie so that you can follow the conversation. And even though Hocus Pocus 2 just came out, we're still going to do a recap of that as well. So this is your spoiler alert. All right. So let's hop into the recap. Hocus Pocus takes place on Halloween in 1993 in Salem, Massachusetts. A teenager named Max, played by Omri Katz, is out taking his sister Danny, played by Thora Birch, trick-or-treating. When they run into a girl he has a crush on from high school named Allison, played by Vanessa Shaw. Max's family is new to town, so he doesn't know much about Allison, but he knows she's into like witch lore, okay? So trying to impress her, he comes up with the idea of breaking into a local museum that is supposedly the site of a witch-related incident 300 years prior when three witches, known as the Sanderson sisters, were hung after getting caught feasting on the souls of local children to extend their own lives. The story goes on to say that those sisters will be brought back to life if a virgin lights a particular candle on Halloween. Sam and the girl don't necessarily think the story is true, but that is too bad because it is true, okay? And after they break into the museum and they light the forbidden candle, the Sanderson sisters, Winifred, Sarah, and Mary, played by Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Jimmy, come back to life. Okay. Now, the sisters spend a little time mar- marveling at modern conveniences like concrete roads, but mostly <laughs> they are focused on finding children. If they don't eat enough children's souls before sunrise, they're going to turn to dust. 
When Max, Allison, and Danny realize what they have done, they try to get help. The police don't believe them. Their parents don't believe them. They also try to stop the witches themselves using tactics that were clearly insufficient, like luring them into the kiln at the high school and trying to burn them to death. These things just make the Sanderson sisters more angry and unfortunately more focused on Max, Allison, and Danny. Eventually, Max, Allison, and Danny do make it to hollowed ground, a graveyard, and they start surrounding themselves with piles of salt. These are two things that act as barriers for witch magic. And they distract the witches enough that the witches lose track of time, the sun comes up, and the witches are turned to dust. The end. And then in Hocus Pocus 2, which, <laughs> which takes place 30 years later, again in Salem, that same Sanderson Sister Museum has become an even bigger attraction. And now the lore around the sisters has been extended to include the night that Max, Allison, and Danny defeated the Sanderson Sisters. The museum is run by a man named Gilbert, played by Sam Richardson, and he is just a, a Sanderson sister super fan. There's no other way to describe Listen, it. Listen, yes. To the point that he tricks two teen girls that frequently patronize his shop, Becca, played by Whitney Peake, and Izzy, played by Felisa Escobedo, into lighting a black candle that he created specifically to bring back the Sanderson sisters on <laughs> Halloween. His plan works and the sisters are back again. This time, the sisters, Winifred, Sarah, and Mary, again played by Bed Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy, are not only looking for children's souls to eat, but they're looking for the ingredients for a potion that would make the oldest sister, Winifred, all-powerful. This would keep them out of this vicious loop of dying, being brought back, looking for children's souls to extend their lives, dying again, yada, yada, yada. Now, you might be wondering why they never tried to make this potion before. Well, that's because Mother Witch, played by Hannah Waddingham, the witch that initially gave them the gift of magic when they were just children in 1653, told them never to do that spell because it required too great a sacrifice. At the time, the Sanderson sisters were orphans in Salem, trying to keep from being married off by the town preacher, Reverend Trask played by Tony Hale. They fled to the Forbidden Woods to get away from that reverend and the townspeople, and that's where they met the powerful witch, Mother Witch. Instead of eating their souls, which was her first instinct, you know, as you do, she sees something in them and decides to make them a coven instead. Fast forward back to modern day. <laughs> the Sanderson sisters have decided to disregard the words of Mother Witch and do this spell to make Winifred all powerful. Becca and Izzy try to distract the sisters with modern conveniences of Walgreens, and they try to trap them in a ring of salt, but to no avail. The sisters do manage to collect the ingredients that they need to make the potion, and Winifred becomes all-powerful. But alas, Mother Witch was right, okay? The sacrifice does prove to be too much, because the second Winifred becomes all-powerful, her sister's Sarah and Mary fade away into another dimension or something. Winifred is heartbroken. She doesn't want to live without her sisters. Over the course of the night, Becca had discovered that she is actually a witch herself. 
Now, she's not an evil witch. She's obviously on the verge of being a good witch. Okay, so she shows mercy on Winifred and uses her new magic to banish Winifred into the same dimension as the sisters. Becca, Izzy, and their formerly estranged friend Cassie, okay, played by Lila Buckingham, who they reunited with over the course of the evening, ultimately became a coven and they skip off into the night. The end. Oh, very good. <laughs> so that's Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> All right. And okay, for our audio listeners, I encourage you to hop onto the video for just that two seconds <laughs> to see what Brittany just did when she thought she was in the movie for a second <laughs> and was trying to reenact it <laughs> and do some, some witch-like movements. But, <laughs> really but, it was just like rain rain from sesame street it looked like spirit fingers it, really. was spirit it, wasn't, fingers. it wasn't good it wasn't but, uh, <laughs> but y'all this so i will i have to say you know flat out this this there was a nostalgia for me in watching hocus pocus okay i do remember watching this as a kid you know and i actually said to Brittany yesterday I feel I have seen this movie 1 million times, the original, mm -hmm. because I actually knew every single thing that was going to happen. I had no opportunity for surprise, reminder, anything like that. I knew this movie so well. Was it that way for the two of you? You know, I actually, there was one part I did forget. I forgot that the town bullies in the first one um, got caught <laughs> and they put him in them little cages and, they, <laughs> and then he stole his shoes back. I forgot about that part. So I did love that part. I was like, I totally forgot how they were up there. They were so sad. Like, get us out of here. And I was like, nope, know too bad to now. Right. <laughs> and for, yeah, those now. That might, for, those, for those that might not have seen the first one, Max, that teen that's new in town, he is getting bullied by some other teens from the high school and they steal his shoes. But then the Sanderson sisters get them and then ultimately- They're going to steal their souls. <laughs> totally, totally. So they do get their just due. And, and it was, the way it was, you it know the, that they're the bad kids, they had flannels on. I just want you all to- <laughs> and, and, it was, and it was the classic <laughs> 90s movie setup. Like you knew that at some point they were going to get because. They're the over-the-top bullies from the they're, 90s. They're the worst. They're like, so hey, what's going on out of town? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Those shoes are really nice. Those shoes are really Give nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, this doesn't happen. Anywhere. You know what it makes they're me like, think of? Exactly the, all of the uh, Adam Sandler movies with the O'Doyle rules. Like, that's what it makes me yes. think of. Yes. Give me your shoes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so... It was so... Uh, it's so <laughs> and you know, and they're making them so bad because you knew that's how they could justify whatever horrible thing is going to happen to them later on yeah. in the movie because it's like... It makes you hate them. You're like, <laughs> why yeah, are you what, so mean? <laughs> one of them had the letters I-C-E, I ICE, a carved into the back <laughs> yes. of his head. And he was no longer going by his given name. He was telling his friend, call me ICE from now on. And then like, <laughs> it was like, oh my God. <laughs> they were so... Why? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever seen this movie. I, I um, What, bro? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen. I, there were a couple of things that were like faintly, 
you know, I, I, I remember, but I, I don't, it felt more like maybe it was something I saw while somebody else was watching or something. I, but um, yeah, so, so I didn't have, like, I didn't know that I never saw the movie. Okay. Like when I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, I've never, I, I never saw this. Yeah, yeah. I definitely was. But like... I still, I was still able to tap, tap into the nostalgia of it in okay. the sense of the style. Absolutely, yeah. so nineties. That. That's yeah. so. That's so good. That's so true about that part. How they were able to. I love how movies, even though you know it's a movie and all these things where it can bring you into that world and set you down. Mm -hmm. So you're like, there is Salem. There are witches from 300 years ago. <laughs> they are here. They are trying to steal souls from children. <laughs> like this is happening and simultaneously as I'm sitting here watching this. Oh my God, <laughs> this is not in the news. But so <laughs> I, I, I was the same way. Like I knew what was happening because I was actually telling Janaya because we rewatched the movies if we haven't seen it. I actually watched it while it was coming on Freeform and um, they did a pop-ups on, on everything. And so like one of the funny things they had was like, there was a counter that said how many times the word virgin was used in the movie. And like by the end of it, it was like eight or something like that. <laughs> so it was just really funny just to kind of watch it in that way because it did give me a chance to be a little more newer while I'm watching it because I seen it so many times I already knew what to expect and I remember the first time when I saw that preview for Hocus Pocus 2 I was like are you kidding me right now I was so excited like a little kid now what y'all need to know is that we didn't grow up in a family that we were celebrating Halloween mm -mm. not at all we never trick-or-treated at least I didn't uh we our parents I, I remember them letting us dress letting me dress up for yeah, we, we, we could dress up for school for school that was it though but we I don't never even know if did. i had a consistent experience of that but i also don't think i was into it yeah but we it's but it was just so it's so funny to think about how much i enjoy and remember the movie but then to think like halloween wasn't like what our family celebrated we did it was the devil's day you know was, it was I, I don't remember. And I remember daddy being like, if you want some candy, I'll buy you some. <laughs> it's like, I, 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 I remember them being neutral pretty much with Halloween. Like, like, and I know this is not the point, but, but, well, I, 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 but because like dad would bring me, he would, because you know how dad was last minute with us. A lot of things. Everything. And so <laughs> All the things. Everybody All would be things. getting dressed. <laughs> and he would always show up. At his, he would get there just in time. <laughs> he would show up with my costume that he just bought from somebody. <laughs> and then we would do trick-or-treating at a school. So yeah. I, but I didn't feel any resistance towards it. Well, the it resistance... I felt, I felt like, I know there was times where I got invited to Halloween parties and they were not up for that at all. Because I remember really? mommy said, yeah, because it was the same reasoning she would oh, give when I wanted to go. <laughs> when I wanted to go to a sleepover, like they would let us have sleepovers at our house, but they would not <laughs> let us go to other people's houses for sleepovers. Y'all had a sleepover? I had multiple <laughs> sleepovers. I probably had like one. No, I had a, I had several sleepovers over the years, but but they wouldn't let me go. Well, to I was in the house. I think so. No, had to who, be, I had them in. 
I know I had some in elementary. Name one person who's ever slept over. I, I can name many. Like all of my girlfriends. What about like uh, Maria? Sheree? Yeah. Sheree. Tavara. Okay. Um, Rachel. These this people was, slept I, over. While I was there, I don't remember this at all. Well, you all are getting into our age differences at this point. Because we need to tell you. No, it's probably a reflection of the fact that Aubrey disregarded me quite significantly. <laughs> I think this is just evidence of that. Aubrey is Aubrey is seven <laughs> years older than me. Naya is Aubrey is three, three years. Yeah. So you you see, for me, Aubrey, you would have technically missed all that stuff because you were you were about to like when I was starting probably doing all that stuff. You were like about to graduate from high nope, school. He was present for mine, but doesn't remember anything. <laughs> no, I'm just saying so. because because from what I in my upbringing. We can, I can never even bring people over. Okay, you know, well, see, like, all right. So they had loosened which, up which, on that. That's probably because you had friends with flannel shirts. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was that was still a con, confounded flannel shirt. <laughs> but, but I, because I wasn't even, I wasn't even allowed to sleep. I wasn't even able, I wasn't even able to go to sleepovers growing up. No, like, me neither. Like, I would have to go like they would come pick me up you know like when everybody was getting in their sleeping bag i used to be so upset but you know i wasn't saying nothing to that i would just be in the back just with the single tear like (laughs) (laughs) mommy would always be like mommy would always be like "Mm -mm, they could be practicing witchcraft and ouija boards over there and i would just be like That was why they never let me go to a sleepover. It was witchcraft, like Ouija boards. Which, which, which is interesting because then how come Hocus Pocus got through? Exactly. We used to watch Hocus Pocus. Uh, Um, we used to watch Sabrina Teenage Witch. We used to watch any of these other little like shows of this type of stuff. We used to watch them. Now, I never really watched Charmed. I think, Janai, you watched Charmed. I didn't really get into Charmed. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't really uh, get into none Charmed. Of that, but... but I definitely watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. I think it was like... It's it was the, fun. The thing about Hocus Pocus is it's Bette Midler. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, there's something about Bette Midler that's yeah, like, I did it's like fine. Bette Totally. She's so yeah. good. Yeah. She's so good. She, she, was, was, and she really, like, she... And, and I'm sure we could just talk about these movies Yeah, let's get together, it. Yeah. But... but she just really, when she gets into a character, man, she really she does. gets into it. And it, was, and it was interesting seeing how the energy was the same. In, in 30 years, and like, I'm telling you, 30 years older, they all were still giving it all they had. You Absolutely, know what I mean? yes. Like, like, like you could feel, it, it didn't feel like, even how they looked because of the makeup and stuff, it didn't look that different. It's true. You know what I mean? Because of how they're made up, their bodies are similar. I don't know if they did that on purpose. Like if they hooked them up some kind of way, but it really, it felt like you were watching this, you know, the same sisters. And for me, I'm seeing both of these movies back to back. So I'm just saying they, they did really well at just, it was like, I like when actors don't take themselves so seriously. Right. 
it's okay. like yo we you know we've all had all these great careers hit shows hit movies and all that kind of stuff but we can still go back and have fun like it's 1993. Yes, and Sarah I, Jessica really Parker cool. skipping around being a complete dum-dum. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dum-dum witch. Okay, she but did, did not she know so, what was, was happening in any given moment. She <laughs> <laughs> would lose it. And I liked how they kept certain stuff consistent, like yeah. how when they didn't, they they their brooms got stolen when they went to the same, they walked into the devil's house and left their brooms in front of his house in the first movie, which was really just a local man dressed up like in red with horns. And they were like, oh, master. And they, they were trying to fly away. And then what's the, the, uh, the which sister was it with the darker hair? Um, That's Mary. 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 Kathy and Jimmy. She only could get away with the um a vacuum in the first <laughs> one, and then the same thing happened in the second one where they didn't have any room. She was flying on um two of the uh, Roombas. <laughs> and that actually made me laugh, her. man. Like like when she was when she came out on those Roombas, I actually laughed. <laughs> yeah, that was. And funny. I almost felt ashamed. Like that was a cheap joke, and you just. It was funny to but it got reason. you. It got you. <laughs> but I appreciated that they actually did work the Roombas into the story. You yeah. know, at first it was just silly because it was like, okay, you all are just any other cleaning device. You know, you're coming with the Roombas. <laughs> but then they actually did end up working the Roombas into the story. So what they actually did was the Roombas eventually came and swept up some of the salt that uh, in the second movie. That that, yeah, that was one of the things that actually. In the, yeah, in the ahead, second, ahead, yeah, in the second movie, um, the the little the teen the girls had had trapped the Sanderson sisters in a ring of salt, and literally they were trapped. There was nothing they could do to get out. They were trapped in that salt. But then the the Roombas came, <laughs> just right on in and started cleaning up. And so, <laughs> and so they swept. Which, up listen, the salt. shout out to Roombas because cleaning up pounds of salt like that. That was the couple of things that bothered me. There were points in the movies where you're lost in this, you know, your disbelief is uh, suspended. But they would do things that were so stupid sometimes that it was just like, why would you leave them unattended? You know what I mean? When, when they were, because the scene you're talking about where the Roombas came and sweep, you could use the salt to create a barrier. And they actually trapped the witches. All you have to do is, is watch keep them. It's a morning. That's all you got to do. Keep an eye on them. And you're going to walk away? I mean, they left. <laughs> they they went on left. into the house. They didn't I even just, put the garage no, door down. Nothing. I, I just... And then when the, um, the dad came back, because the witches in the second movie were trying to get the dad's blood because for one of their for the for the ritual you needed the blood of an enemy who he was the descendant of the reverend who tried so, to, to to marry them off as children and it was like you all didn't do a good enough job of trying to impress upon the seriousness of the situation you know they just kind of let him walk in and then they walked away. I it's think, like, well, what he did though with the father, which first of all, let me be 
honest and say, I did not make that connection. It took me a long time to make the connection that this was a descendant of that reverend. I was like, oh, wait. They said it. They said it. But I, but it was, I wanted to know that before they said it. Well, the reason you did know is because it was the same actor. Right, but that's the thing. <laughs> I did, and that's, a, that's, that's the thing. That's how everyone else knew. Right, yes. Every, everybody else, everybody else caught it. I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. I, I legit didn't catch it. Same face. I was like, wait. Same face. Same I said, voice. This, I, said Brittany, I said, I was like, Brittany, how did you miss that? Because, you know, and they did. And when I went back and thought about it, I said, oh, they did it like how they would do in one of these movies was zoom in on his face. So, you know, that this is the same exact person. And he's a descendant of this reverend. Same last name. He's right. Everything. Oh, man. Everything was the same. I was like, Brittany. Oh no, how did you miss that? I was cracking up like, oh, okay. Well, there's that. I was like, I don't know how I missed that at all. But at any rate, I thought that the way they made it happen with him being so frustrated and trying to get this candy apple, and he couldn't get it. Or, and I think he did. Yeah, that was funny. And I, was I, for him, I think he was, it was a perfect example of just a frustrated parent. It's like, y'all got these fake ladies caught in the, the garage in some salt. And then he went in and he did the dress. Like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm going I'm in the house. Whole day. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going in the house. I don't know what's going on. And his daughter, <laughs> that was the who was the daughter that they were having, uh, the friends were having an issue with, she threw a party and the dad wasn't supposed to know. But they told on her because that was the only way that they were going to get the father from being out in the public as the Sanderson sisters were trying to find him and get his blood. And so they had to tell on her. And so um, he was just like, his day was spent. And so I think by the end of it, him getting there and seeing them, he's like, if they just going to be inside the garage, I don't even care right now. It's whatever. He, he, like, I'm when tired. He had, when he had to buy that generic uh, candy apple, he was real mad. He was so mad. mad. You know, but that that's one thing that was consistent in both of the movies, that the, the town of Salem, is so into Halloween that those that night, like Halloween night, it is just fun. It is costumes. It is being people being deep in the lore of these different kinds of stories. And so okay, when yeah. things are happening that look insane. Everyone truly is like writing it off. Like this is just what happens in Salem on Halloween. You know what? You yeah. just people are out you, here you, stupid. You, you just elevated the movies for me a notch. Yeah, because because. Now, it, between your explanation and Britney's, it's like this was a frustrated parent, but not just a parent, a Salem parent. So, like so it's a frustrated Salem parent all the Halloween. It's like, like you know what? I know what doing. I, whatever y'all doing, I just, whatever. I was going to go eat you, generic candy apple <laughs> and go to sleep. And the Sanderson sisters okay. were everywhere. Yes, you know, yes. so in the second movie, the Sanderson sisters are such a favorite in like the 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 lore of Halloween and Salem that there are little trios of people everywhere dressed as the <laughs> Sanderson <laughs> sisters, yeah. including there was even a contest, a drag contest, you know, of like people dressed up as the Sanderson <laughs> sisters, and so that's and the other thing. Lost. Which they lost, <laughs> which the real Sanderson sisters lost. But that's that's how the father, I think. In in both cases, that's how the parents were able to disregard the children yeah. naming witches have come back to life, <laughs> and, and, and they are trying to kill the children. 
This is why parents were like, sure, they are. Way to go, kids. They absolutely you're, you're really no. into the spirit of the night. Way to go, I kids. I love that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I will tell you all, as much as, and again, as much as I could um, be in the moment of these movies, like, all right, these parents aren't paying attention because it's Halloween and all bets are off. As much as, you know, and the children are unsupervised and just like running around town. Like in the first movie, the kids are just breaking into places. You know, and it's almost like innocently breaking into places. Um, In the second movie, again, there's no supervision. You know, I can try to get past. We didn't see all the parents this time. We sure didn't. Mm -mm. I could kind of talk myself through some of that in the spirit of like we're in this movie. But there were certain things that just kept me from being able to be fully in these realities. Hmm. Um, Part of it was like inconsistent use of old timey English. Right. So the Sanderson sisters should have only been using old timey English the whole time. Okay. But there were times where not only did they break out of the old timey English meaning, you know, they were using like thou and things. You could never know about. They would reference things that they literally were not alive to experience. And I didn't need that. Did it give us a little funny little joke when, you know, when they would make a reference to something? Absolutely. But it to me, it was distracting because I needed them mm. to continue to react to the world as if they were from the 1600s. That's mm. what I needed them to keep doing the whole time, you know? Yeah. And um, the other thing that just kept me from fully being in it, y'all, was the casting of the children in both movies. I feel like to your earlier point, bro, you know, that th- those Sanderson sisters, okay, that Beth Midler, okay, that Sarah Jessica Parker, that Kathy and the Jimmy, they were in these parts. Okay. They were they were so funny and they stayed in character. Now again, their dialogue, like I said, was not consistent. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. But but they stayed in those characters enough that you you could enjoy them. But the k- children in both movies, they were not strong actors, you know, and I just Yeah. I yeah. struggle to stay in the moment because I'm like, can these children have more rehearsal, please, before someone records something? Really? You know yes. what? It's so I, I can see where you're coming from with I that. Guess, yeah, I didn't I didn't think that. But I also am just kind of like, they're kids. Now, the reason why I say that though is because, well, and to let you know, audience, I binge watched Modern Family a few months ago. And Amazing um show amazing yeah, show really well so done. part of we should the, do a special episode where we just talk about that we should because we've be, all seen the whole thing now yes. yeah mm-hmm. the episode would be called pee my pants um and so because it was that bad uh but so with that being said it's gonna be with, so funny in context yeah, with that being said i can i can hear this argument and go okay because those were amazing children actors I don't know what school, what place they were going to get these people from, but even right down to the youngest little boy who was the last character they brought onto yes, the show. What a delight. His timing. All and you know, that could be editing and all this different stuff. But it was he was still very good as this little toddler boy. And so when I think about that and I hear your words, I go, okay. But then I also go, let's think about all Disney programming. Like it is. This overacting, da 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 da. Like it's like it's never okay, like you're onto this. something there. 
you know, like, oh, thoughtful, deep Shakespearean, you know, like, or just anything that's, you're not, you know, you're expecting this. I expect an overacting that is happening sometimes in these movies. Um, but with that being said, I think that in the first movie, he was a good teenage boy that was, he was mad because he was in like his junior year of high school. He moved, they moved him all the way from Cali to Salem. And he is like, now he has to spend his Halloween where normally he just was to sit at the house or do whatever. He has no friends. And he's like, I have to now take my little sister out to go trick-or-treating. I don't want to do this. All right. And so when I think about that in context, like, no, he was an annoyed teenager. You let's know what just, I mean? You know what? Let's <laughs> let's let's just pause on this point. Let's just pause on this point. Uh-oh. Because you know what? Be more resilient. Okay. Yeah, this I is where no, Janai was speaking very insensitivity. Tolerance for teens sitting around like, oh no, I moved to a new city. Yeah, yeah. I don't have friends. Figure it out. Get can in I just a club can I just can I just give other everybody, young people? I'm just gonna give everybody something. some context. Yeah. Janaya was born at 40 years old. Now <laughs> her body, you know, like regular human aging happening <laughs> in life, but her brain was 40. She, I'm so annoyed. She by was that. born but, with you know, she, she was born with taxes. Like, yeah, she, she was born paying like, No, I, you know, I was, I was just. What type telling, of facility is this? <laughs> I was is just telling clean? Brittany. I was just telling Brittany yesterday. <laughs> I watched, I watched a Christmas movie, and I couldn't even bear it. I couldn't even bear this Christmas movie because these teens in this movie Can't just bear the- they couldn't manage their emotions at all. They were juniors in high school, and one is like, yeah, my parents got a divorce. I'm taking it out on everybody. Now I'm a bully. Yeah. And it was just like. Manage your emotions. Compartmentalize. So mean. Compartmentalize. You said you can't enjoy a Christmas. <laughs> and the other one is like, you which guys, is one of the most. I'm in a new city. Universally, I don't have enjoy, friends in my new high school. It's like get over. I was going to compare. I was going to compare a Christmas story to August Bogus because I can see, like how every Christmas. They play Christmas Story 24 hours. Yes, they did. I can see somebody doing that while Hocus Pocus. And they do. They They do. do. Hocus Pocus plays all October. But does it it literally do it, though? You know how on a Christmas Story, on Christmas, they literally play it. Oh, yeah. Loop it on some channels. They don't. I I haven't seen it. I don't think they do that. But they play it. But I'm saying they could, though. That they do. Like, like, I feel like it kind of embodies the um feel of fun Halloween. Yeah. To the point where you could just have it on the background. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. And that's actually go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, and that's actually like, you know, we've talked about like the acting, Mm -hmm. you know, we've talked a little bit about the the stories themselves. I would love to talk a little bit about like magic. And the way that magic is characterized in these movies, you know, I have to tell y'all, I feel disappointed in the use of magic. And again, I I was searching for the whimsy. I really, really was going deep within (laughs) for it. 
Okay. And what 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 the what the viewers and listeners need to know is that I regularly watch children's programming. Isn't that yeah. it's 100 percent a fact. I watch children's programming. I really do. So I can find the whimsy. I can. But I will just say, like, I just I just thought they really missed the opportunity for magic, magical things to be happening. You know, even even though like the witches were evil, I just felt like the only time we ever saw them use their magic was to try to fly their their brooms or broom substitutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, that's what you're saying. They called the children, Sarah Jessica Parker called yeah. the children with a haunting song to come and be, you know, have their souls eaten. <laughs> okay. And then um Every once in a while, um, Winifred, the Bette Midler character, would zap something. But I just felt like, man, they're supposed to be, and they they refer to themselves as like the, one of the most powerful coven. Or the most powerful coven. Or the most time. powerful yeah. coven of all time. And I'm like, well, y'all ain't doing much. You know? <laughs> y'all could be doing something. Give me well, some they, kind of magic. Well, they did bring, they brought back. They brought back the ex-boyfriend, which really wasn't her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, I thought that that was so funny. That was, they, yeah, that was funny. That was say. a funny storyline. I was, he was like, listen, you need to tell the truth. We never <laughs> went. I was, like, I was like, who thought about this? And it, it is <laughs> funny on a lot of levels because- And that was the a, same actor who who did both. The, 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 this, really? This, yeah. The, so yeah he, he, was the, he was the one, for, he, he was, there was just the four of them, I think, from- those are the only four that came yeah. back. Oh. And the character's name was Billy. Yes. And I'm trying to find the actor's name. But the backs, okay, his the actor's name is Doug Jones. Okay. And he played William Billy Butcherson, <laughs> who, you know, Winifred kept referring to him as a former lover. Okay. <laughs> when the reality is, no, he actually had dated Sarah played by Sarah Jessica Parker. He kissed Winifred <laughs> one time, but she she keeps acting like they had this whole love affair. They didn't. Yo, and I'm going <laughs> to tell you, it's funny. Whoever created that, that was genius. That was a fun well, well, the thing is, that's, that's a universal truth as a guy. You do not want to be associated with a woman that you weren't, you know, like, like <laughs> if it's something you didn't do, I did not. You're, like, you're like, yo, I just didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. And it was just funny how that's how it would be. Like, that's how it would be in real life. Like, yeah. Like, look, that's not what happened. It was a one-time kiss. And, you know, and, and even in the first movie, when he finally was able to get his mouth yeah. unstitched because she had got it sewn shut and that's how he died. He and opened killed it up. Him. She sewed his mouth shut and killed him. And killed him. When he came back, he was like, Mad at her, you wretched! Old he was yeah, not was trying to save them. He was like he was trying to help the kids because he did not like them, and he still so just to see his hatred for her, the Winifred from the yeah, first that, that movie, was, the second was, movie. Okay, well, thank, thank but, you but, for but reminding before, me. They did bring one zombie back. But All listen, right. but, but I want to piggyback on your point though, because I didn't feel like that throughout the movie, but I see what you're saying now. That there could have been more little stuff uh-uh. happen. Little stuff. Yeah, yeah, but um well in the first we're, movie we're, they made all the parents dance and they never stopped dancing. And then they, it, <laughs> they did but, put a spell on the parents. They put a spell on the on the town and the parents in both movies with the Yeah, song. it made, made made them dance 
dance until you die. But <laughs> yeah. but what I but what I did what I did notice was when they were showing um the main protagonist chick, what's her what's her name? The in which the, movie? The youngest one, the, the um young witch was just turning 16 in the Becca. second one. Becca. Um when they showed her start having her powers, I would have liked to see her go like try to practice them for a little bit or do and something. like and yeah. then and then i would have liked to see a big showdown between her yes and winifred like i i, I felt like they did it a little bit yeah. but i would have like it would have been a fun opportunity to see a harry potter level like battle oh. between you know what i mean it wouldn't mess up the story but just to see Winifred have to really go into her powers because now she has someone who is a born witch who can compete with her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, on that level. So I miss that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I feel like they could have I could that. see that. But throughout, I just felt like, you know, we were just, we just had to believe that they were super powerful. We yeah, didn't, didn't, I don't really know. Show I don't, it. Yeah. We didn't really yeah. get to see it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, how yeah, did you how did y'all feel about the extra songs that they had in the second one? Honestly, because in so, the first one we just had one music scene, and in I, this one I think we had like three, didn't we? Well, I will just say when you have Bette Midler in the movie, I do think you need to find a way to have her sing. Do it. We want it. We need it. Make it happen. That's right. And they did it in the first movie. They had her sing. I put a spell on you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and she used it, of course, to put the whole. The whole everybody who was in the, at the mayor's party in a trance. So they just they were just going to dance until they died, dancing all night. Okay. <laughs> and then in the second movie, they there were two songs. I think since I don't know if it was three. I think it was two. They did a song when they first came back. Yeah. And then they did a song, which was another opportunity to put people in a trance. And that that oh, that I'm one... thinking about the ending credits. That's what it was. They had okay. an ending credit performance. That's okay. Right. And it, and, it, and it was a I, and it I was one way or another. Yeah. They used one way or another yeah. as the big number in the second movie. Okay. I to answer your question, Brett, I think the way Ben Miller does music and movies, it just always works for me. And I'm a person who hates that. Like I hate when there's just a a song that just comes out of nowhere. You're like, <laughs> what is going on? And there are times the actor is not even talented enough to do that but especially if it's not a musical you know like it's not even a musical movie but for some reason whatever formula she uses it just doesn't bother me and it flows yes it does she doesn't go she doesn't go too over the top it's not too subtle it's just right and even the songs that were later on was like all right, this is another song. It wasn't long. Yeah, so it was right. like, you know, it gave it a taste and then they, and then they you moved were, on to the scene. That's true. So, that's so true. I like, I really enjoyed how they integrated the music yeah. and the performances. I do want to give a shout out. They did, I don't know if y'all noticed that there was that couple that was dressed up like who the devil was and his wife in the first movie. 
the the woman had on had rollers in her hair and the man was sitting there in like devil pajamas right. and i was like i love how they did that call that's the trivia announcement <laughs> i have a little yeah. tablespoon of trivia for us on this so oh, great. put a little put a little trumpet yeah. on this. Bring that along me. all right now a we're getting trump. now we're going crazy here with the icon. okay <laughs> <laughs> the um please everybody know that trumpet will be there because she won't have us say it and but now <laughs> so that's much the pressure. funny thing about it it's so much pressure <laughs> it's so much pressure <laughs> all you need well, is a little gif in the corner a little gif of a little yeah. person going like this <laughs> right and so those two characters that husband and wife that were dressed the husband dressed up as Brittany said in devil pajamas <laughs> he was in devil for pajamas. his costume and the wife who really wasn't celebrating Halloween at all but happened to have some rollers in her hair which the Sanderson sisters mistook for snakes thinking she was Medusa. <laughs> and they were like, oh, the devil that married Medusa. Oh, that's unexpected. <laughs> that was actually a brother and sister, Penny Marshall and Gary Marshall. Oh, really? Playing uh-huh. that <laughs> and so I, and now that they, they both passed away. And so mm-hmm. the fact that they showed that scene in the oh, second movie yeah. as a callback, was, was also dope. honoring the two. Yeah. Oh, okay, I love that. I didn't Isn't realize nice? they both had passed away. Me neither. Why I, that's sad. I mean, that's sad. But I love yeah. that. I love that that they mm-hmm. did that because it, it made because I appreciated this movie. What I appreciated about the second movie was that it was enough for us as individuals who grew up on Hocus Pocus, but it was also enough for the younger kids to have their own movie. Um, I loved how it was almost like the passing the baton it's like Mm -hmm. here's three new little witches that they could have their own hocus pocus movies or they could even come up with a hocus pocus series with these three people time for another piece of trivia (laughs) (laughs) there's also also, there was an original version there was an original version There's an original version of Hocus Pocus 2 that actually was going to have um, Thora Birch reprise her role as Danny Dennison. So originally it was not to introduce these, like a new group, a new trio, a new coven of witches. Okay. But she declined due to scheduling conflicts. And so that's how they landed where they did. Wow. So wait, that Danny was a little sister, right? The little sister. Which I'm happy you brought that up because I think that what these both of these movies did, I think it was it was something about watching these teenagers kind of have to us getting a look into their lives and what the lives of teenagers and preteens can be um, and them giving life to that. Mm-hmm. And so in the first movie, you know, he's frustrated He's moved at the end of his high school years, which if you've had friends since you were younger, now your parents are moving you away from all the people and all the things Call that you know. them, write a letter. It'll and, be fine. I just feel her. like. And as someone who had that happen, it was very sad. And so <laughs> like, resilient. Is it? No. Mm-mm. And so what I think about It's an how... important life skill. <laughs> it's called coping. Him, him, t- 
him trying to find his footing. And he was still, you know, kind of trying to keep it together, but he was still getting bullied as the new kid. But also you saw him evolve. You get a chance while he's frustrated with taking his sister out trick-or-treating. He was going to burn down Salem to make sure that she was okay. Like he was not... He was doing everything he could, trying to get everyone to these witches is out here. They're about to kill us. Like, y'all are not listening. And then when she took the sister, he went into that place. He tricked them. He did everything he needed to. He figured out with that girl. He when he thought that when she had gotten taken, like, you're getting the chance to see this range that can happen in just a teenager. And even in the second one, you're getting a chance to see them. They're friends. They've obviously known each other since they were little. The one Becca, her, I think her birthday is on Halloween. Yes. Or something yeah, along that was time. the whole thing. And yeah. so they they always hang out together. Well, the one friend, she recently got a boyfriend who is a dumb jock. And um, and he's like, it's like, what's happening here? And so, uh, but he is watching them process this new parts of their relationship where they're starting to learn how to actually communicate with one another. Mm. Well, one person is thinking one thing and then another person is thinking another thing. And then at finally, when it has to be just like this, you know, the, what is the word I'm looking for? The, the crescendo of the mm. moment, they're able to come together and have this conversation about what well, I was feeling like this. And ever since you got, and what he doesn't, and at one point, what was really breaking them apart was that, they felt as though the, the friend's boyfriend didn't like them. And he was always teasing them. Well, he was like, because if they do their witch stuff every year, because her birthday is on Halloween. Well, the boyfriend was there and he was just like, no, when I say that that's weird, I didn't, that's not a bad thing when I'm saying that. And they're like, no, those words are literally, they're not like, they're not. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I, I it was funny. funny. It I, I was funny. And yeah. also, also a very much a Disney Channel learning moment. Yes. You know, where yes. it was a chance for one of the characters to clearly articulate the 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 the, the jock is like, man, you know, I'm not making fun of you all. I'm just pointing out that everything that you do is weird. And they're like, <laughs> and they're, that's and the, not a good word. <laughs> and the and the girl said, Becca said, well pointing out the ways that people are different from you and calling them weird is literally making fun of someone. <laughs> it is <And> he, hurtful. <laughs> you know, and he and was you like, see him go, oh. <laughs> I was like, I love how they But that's that. for their younger audience, yeah. you know, to really kind of hammer that home that ma- bullying, making fun of people is not okay. Yeah. I thought they did a good job with that of just showing, just kids learning. They're, they're learning things and then also seeing how adults can be used for evil. For example, the man in the first movie, he was, he was dressed up as a police officer. You find out that they came to him and they're like, the witches, we need to, you know, the sinister sisters, da, 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 da. And he's like basically telling them, get away from me, kid. Like you all are playing games, but he really wasn't even a police officer. He was just dressed up as one. <laughs> To be fair, that's how a cop in Salem probably would act. They probably would have acted as well. Absolutely. They would have not cared. But then when you go to the other movie, you see this adult. He owns this bookstore. He is obsessed with the Sanderson sisters to the point where he makes a candle. And it's like, you I have. to talk about him. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. Please, let's do it. Go for it, bro. I'm just, he is, what's his name? Uh, yeah. the, the actor. Let me pull that up. 
But anyway, he's in so much stuff. He, Sam Richardson. He is one plays of those people. Gilbert. He's one of those people who plays the same person, <laughs> but he always makes me laugh. Every he time does the exact same cadence in everything he did, but it's funny to me. It's kind of like Jeff Goldblum. Like, I don't yeah. know. I just like it. That's a good I point. like seeing Jeff, Jeff Or Goldblum. Jason Bateman. Yeah. I like yeah. seeing it in yeah. all these different Keep situations. Keep doing it. Keep doing like, it. I want to see Jason Bateman in this situation. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't <laughs> and, and it's something that will frustrate me about other people. Yeah. But he's so likable that I want to hang out with him. I feel like. Yeah. I want to see you do this every and time. And the way that they also made you understand why he did what he did. Yeah. You know, because it's like he was this lonely kid and. You know, he only got to see one piece and he's like, how do you know they're bad? Because he didn't see the, you know, and, and you could get why he was helping them. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And uh, when he realized his error, I believe this transformation like that. I just didn't know what was going on. And, you know, so like I, I thought he did good. I thought he was he a good. He did. I appreciated character. that. I appreciated they did that. Do good job. So yeah, I I pre I love how even just in that you're showing the good and bad yeah. in everybody. Like yeah, everybody can do something. Yeah. And he know. played off the um other dude, the uh, zombie. Oh, Billy. They played off. <laughs> they each were other. good together. They were, funny they together. were so good were together. Good. And listen, that brings a whole. Well, you, I did not know that that was the original Billy. Yeah, he said that. That like, I love that so much. I nice. love that so much that he came back and did that character. Like, I he didn't skip a beat. He did it. He did it. And so I just, I thought that that was really good. The um, the part where seeing like them react to like everyone being them and them just being folklore like they're no one really taking them seriously i like how that was in both movies from the 90s when this was happening all the way to now recent mm -hmm. people are still like oh it's just this story that we just love to keep going because it's fun and it's like no we're really here and y'all are under a spell and you don't know it like is it <laughs> they definitely maintained the feel of <laughs> To both movies, you know what I mean. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I, I think we can. Uh, I think we can vote on this one, right? I like, think we're ready. Know, Let's yeah. get every sec. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um definitely went into this blank because, like I said, I didn't remember the other one, and it gave me the opportunity to see them both. And I, I think it's it's definitely a classic because I think I'll definitely give it my um my spell book because I, I, what I was going to say. Even Janai brought it up earlier, but I was gonna say for me, it feels like a Christmas story for Halloween. Mm, like, like a that. Christmas story isn't the best movie I've ever seen, of course, but it just feels good to be watching it when you're in that season. And I feel like that's what makes it a classic. And I see Hocus Pocus, both of them in that same vein. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Wow, bro, that that characterization of like this these movies like being a Christmas movie for Halloween, that really mm. resonates for me. It really does. Mm. And I'm going to tell you coming into today's discussion, I was really on the fence. And part of what put me on the fence about whether these movies could be classics is that um 
for the first one, my true experience of watching it was like, I think I just knew it too well. Mm -hmm. And so I started to think, well, is this then a movie that gets old? Does it get old? Because mm -hmm. you, because once you've seen it, you just, you, you can't, can you get tired of it? Because if the answer is yes, then it probably shouldn't be a classic. Right, because the classic right. you could keep coming back to it, right. you know. Um, and then when I was watching the second one, I really, again, I struggled with. They were rushing into yeah. plot points. Yeah. They were, you know, it was just like we never got an explanation about why Becca was a witch. Yeah. If they had just right. given us, yeah, that was a big. I if forgot they, about that. That was if a they big had goal. just given us that a, was a, a little goal. flashback to show, like if they had put maybe a Becca ancestor back in one of the flashbacks. Yeah, that would have been cool. Something like that. Yeah. Something. Something. Yeah, yeah, like, She's just randomly a witch now. You yeah. know what though? Now that you say that though, remember how they all, I'm sorry. Oh, this, this is like getting back into review. Yeah. But remember how they kept saying, oh, my mom loves when we do our little Halloween stuff. Like, it makes me think about if they would have at least brought the mom in to, to say something and to do something. Yeah, I forgot about that. The mom could Right, if the witch. mom was a witch and she we was never even waiting met her. for her to get her powers. Because that's how it was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She just woke up levitating. And so totally. <laughs> that's how it started off for her. Totally. So, yeah. And then they mm. were able to, re then, the, then the family could talk to Sabrina about it. And they went yeah. on the journey with her. It was just like, okay, now she magically a witch. All right. Okay, yeah. so Gilbert, this whole time, he isn't just a super fan. He's been actually concocting a master plan of bringing the Sanderson <laughs> sisters back. You know, there were so many things that I was just like, oh my gosh, this is just, it's really, they're not trying to cross these T's and dot these I's yeah, at yeah. all. Um, but during the course of this conversation, there was something Brittany said that is just the fact of it. And that is like in the Disney shows, mm. the parents aren't present many times, you mm. know, sometimes they are, but sometimes they aren't. They really are stories about the journeys of children. And, yeah. um, and also they tend to like really hammer home the, the, the morals and the big takeaways. Okay. More than they are trying to focus on like deep character development and, you know, filling in all the, all the holes. Yeah. And so when I take some of the pressure off of these movies and I just allow them to be Disney movies for kids, you know, and that's another thing that put me on the fence because I think that one thing Disney does really well is make children's programming that adults can also enjoy. Mm -hmm. I think they do a great job with that. Why? Maybe I'm just saying that because I'm an adult that watched children's You want to feel better about your life I want to feel like <laughs> that's right. I want to feel like I was- I'm like, here for it. I'm, I'm here in community. It. You know, mm -hmm. an adult with no children, literally on my channels I flip through, it is children's programming. Some people may call the police every day that. <laughs> I don't invite the kids in to watch with me. <laughs> uh, anyway. It's like you don't sing so, a song. I know them to come watch. Too many children. <laughs> no, I don't do that anymore. But, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but you know, I honestly, you all, I was really on the fence because I was like, yeah, you know, are these movies, especially that second one? I was like, this seems like a children's movie that is just for children. 
it didn't have because like the first movie it was a children's movie but it felt like it was also for adults the second one because they didn't do that work to kind of build out some of the stories it just felt like a kid's movie yeah it just did and so i walked into our discussion today thinking these these can't be classics because Mm -hmm. it's just they didn't do the work to finish Mm -hmm. the stories where's the magic this is the most powerful coven that's Mm -hmm. ever lived yeah you ain't zapping enough stuff do something (laughs) levitate something um but this conversation i mean something in our conversation has to me taken the pressure off Mm. you know and it's allowed me to just kind of say if this is the christmas story of halloween movies it's the best way to describe it then it accomplishes that goal they definitely these this franchise definitely accomplishes that goal because the christmas story movie is not that great actually um, really we got when we have to but do it's that. A, but we're it's gonna a have to review that but it's yeah. a staple yeah. because of what it does accomplish yeah. um and so because of this conversation you all and the level set through our discussion i would consider this franchise a classic mm. nice i will tell you for me our voting started yesterday um i was getting my nails in very nice thank you thank you and uh, but as I was sitting there I heard a woman as she was checking out and she was just like yeah I'm taking my daughters down to it and I think it was like a festival or something she's like yeah I'm taking my daughters down to the hocus pocus festival and I was just like oh I love this I was like this is really something that has resonated in our culture in American culture for like like years like it's been since the 90s and now to have this movie come out it's like moms that watch this when they were younger they're able to share this now with their daughters and stuff like that and so I just thought that that was really fun to kind of hear um her say that and so that really I I had in my mind I was afraid because I was like oh I hate when we pair two movies together sometimes because if the second, the first movie is really great, but the second movie is not, it can really destroy the first movie. Um, Mm -hmm. In this case, I was not going to give this whatever voting symbol we had, but after our (laughs) conversation, I was like, oh, I really enjoyed the second movie, but I don't plan on watching it again. Uh, But it's... (laughs) But after our the book, book. well, no, because I was thinking, no, this is what I was thinking before the voting symbol, like because this is what I was thinking before we recorded. Oh, okay, I I was just saying, I was like, like, whatever it is, you're giving that's the internal dialogue (laughs) that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. I got you. I got you. About to get this. In this case, the weren't going to get my book. I got you. But after having this discussion, I started. It made me frame some things differently in my mind and how I was like maybe I did have fun watching that movie maybe I did I maybe I did like it and I I wouldn't mind going back and and miss and watching it again and seeing some of the stuff I missed because clearly I missed some stuff Mm -hmm. and so that's clear to everyone listen I get the gist and that's all clearly Tony Hale played the descendant and the original ancestor I need a 23 in me so anyway <laughs> anyway <laughs> but no uh, with all that being said 
it definitely gets my um my book. It definitely gets what is it? What is it just a book? The magic book. It? The magic, the magic book. book. It definitely gets my magic book, especially it just popped up. It just popped up when it you just, said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It gets my magic book. Uh, because I just love how now it really was like passing the baton, like I said earlier, to just this new generation of these fun little witches. And then I think about even just in our conversation of how like, man, how is she becoming a witch? This is intriguing to us now because now we get a chance to see who is her family? How is she connected? Mm. Is her mama a witch? Is her, is her father a witch? Because that would be something that's different as well. We don't often see like a father, a paternal bloodline passing down these types of things. So yeah. that would be fun if they did something like that, you know? So, and if somebody does that, you heard it here first. That was our I'm, idea. I'll tell you, there was another idea that was stolen by a television show, but I'm not going to go there right now. <laughs> so anyway, I just, so it, it gets my magic book because of that. Yeah, and you know what y'all, um, sometimes, and I feel like we've had this with other movies that we've watched it's maybe you know there's some movies that need to be watched in community you know and maybe this one is made better by discussion because it's meant to be watched as a family it's meant yeah, to be yeah. watched with friends I see that you know yeah and the plot's not too deep because you're going to be eating candy and yep yeah. the, the kids are going to be coming yeah, in yes. to get candy not ringing the doorbell you can right. get up get right. some candy sit back down I can yes i could totally see that as a whole night and there you have it there you have it folks uh hocus pocus the franchise meaning hocus pocus the original movie and hocus pocus 2 are a classic franchise. this is a classic franchise from the right perspective thank you for joining us everyone love you bro and sis love y'all bye bye